Hey, Brenna. Hi, Maureen. Are you ready? Sure. Oh, happy 2022. Happy 2022. I've had a great end of the year. Are you ready to see my boy? Who's? Oh, right. I Yeah, I'm ready to see him. <laughs> okay, should I describe what this I'm seeing for the listeners? Is my new five foot Simba. She has a giant Simba. She, like, live texted this to us. So I knew, I was like, boy. And I was like, oh, right, your giant stuffed uh, lion boy. He's beautiful. Did you clean him? My giant. S- no, actually, he's in super good condition. Oh, okay. I probably should clean him, but honestly, like, there's maybe, there's maybe a little dust, but he's, uh, he's in super great condition. He's got some scratches on his eyes, but. That's just, yeah, the regular wear and tear. Yeah. Yeah, he looks fantastic. He's I would. Like... So yeah, don't he's drop your boy. <laughs> this is my new son. He's ne- he's nearly as tall as you. He's five foot one. Yeah, that's so he's huge. He's five foot. He's laying down. Uh, he's like a he's like in a lane. Yeah, pose. so it's like the paw. Yeah, yeah, and I think it's from like it's from like feet to tail tip. Hey, so. I'm gonna be honest. This is not a great audio. Like this isn't. It's just you rustling a giant pillow child as we're... I'll I'll try to find a photo. Yeah, I'll I'll post a photo. Um, Yeah, no, um, so he is actually... uh, Wait, let me... Oh, let me look up the year. I forgot to look this up. Sorry. Sorry, I'm trying to find the year when (laughs) he made. This... Anyways, so the reason why I'm so excited is because... um, One... Okay, so this is the Douglas Simba that was made um, for the promotional material. It was made as promotional material for the series. Mm-hmm. Uh, for the movie, it was never actually sold in stores. Oh. So this guy was never actually ever for sale. He was, like, raffled off. Um, wow. Yeah, like, he, I wouldn't say, like, he's not, like, super, super rare. You can find him on eBay, but they're going for, like, a thousand bucks. And more, and I got him for twenty dollars at Value Village. <laughs> wow. Oh uh, yeah, I almost like punted a child out of the way. Not that a child was going for the Simba. He, you know, people just like tend to like let their children play with toys at thrift stores, just like on the ground. And me, as an adult woman who needs to look through toys, obviously to find gems like this, it's <laughs> like get out of my way, child. <laughs> like. He's on a little bike. I don't know. But anyways, I, uh, yeah, I have him now and, uh, I, I can't wait to show my therapist tomorrow. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah. That's amazing. Uh, yeah. It's, um, so yeah, I've, I've had a great time. He doesn't really fit on top of my desk, but it's really the only place he can go. I mean, if you clean him up, um, can he, he go in your bed? I don't know if I want him on my bed because um, my cat threw up on my bed yesterday. Oh. And I don't really want to risk that. Right. And also, he's just so big. And I yeah. could, like, keep him on my bed and then throw him on the floor. But then also, my cat tends to puke on my floor, too. So, like... <laughs> you. What, what I'm hearing is he you need a shelf for him. You need another shelf yeah. for him. I mean, like, he fits... On my desk. I don't know. He looks out my window, so anybody like walking by could will ju- just look up and see a giant Simba staring down upon them, the guardian of this house. 
anyways, yeah, uh, honestly, uh, couldn't ask for a better end of the year. Hopefully, uh, hopefully this is a good omen. Um, and not just like, hey, you've peaked. Good luck. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's a wild way to end 2021. So. It really is. It really is. And like, honestly, it's it's been a while since I've collected Lion King stuff, since I've like had the ability to do so. Mm-hmm. And just this month, like, I went to a different thrift store and found, like, a, a, a plush and an ornament. And then I found this guy. And then I actually ordered some stuff off the Disney store. Well, if you think about it, it's, like, key time to go thrifting because everyone's, like, cleaning out stuff and doing their... Yeah. Anyways, yeah, the serot- the serotonin bump I've gotten from this has really just, like, I'm, like... Oh Carry man, it. the hunt is back on. I'm just like, oh, I need to go scour the entirety of Portland for all some for some good Lion King stuff because Yeah, it's the little things, y'all. It is. It is. <laughs> it's the little things like your giant five foot Simba. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I can't compete. I haven't found I found like a little star tray for my side table. That's yeah. n- that's nice, but yeah, I'm I sorry. A, a work lamp. Simba's cured my depression. <laughs> so make sure to mention that to your to therapist, therapist too. <laughs> yeah, she'll be like, "Okay, are we done then?" I'm okay. Well, I do turn 26 this month, so yeah, we will be done. Isn't that sad? God, uh, there's no oh. high depression. You're back. No. <laughs> oh right, yeah, yeah. But uh, no, I tried that joke on my mom. I'm like, he's cured my depression. And she's like, you're depressed? And I'm like, mom, Jeez. I'm I'm diagnosed. I'm on medication. She's like, but I'm like, it's, I'm always depressed, mom. <laughs> That's how this works. <sighs> oh, neurotypical people. Um, have you read anything? Yes, actually. I have been reading this super great book. Sorry, I just want to make sure I get all the authors and stuff right. I was obviously not prepared for this, even though I've had all morning. So, I've been reading Cemetery Boys by Aiden Thomas. Have you heard of this one? Um, it sounds familiar. It's a buzzy book. I don't know what that means. So, um... What's a buzzy like a book? Lot of people, people talk about it. Oh. I've been listening to a lot of reading glasses. Okay. People, the people in the, the queer book readers I talk to talk about this book a lot, and mm. it's really, really good. Um, so it's about this boy, um, Yadriel, and he is determined to prove to his family that he is a real brujo. Because in his fam, his family has magic, mm-hmm. and the girls in his family can heal, and the men in his family are like they can summon the dead spirits, and like send them, help send them onto the afterlife, and they can all like see ghosts, well spirits they call them spirits, they can all see like the spirits of the dead that are still here, and they're supposed to have like a big ceremony on their quinces to like welcome them and to really start their training but his family won't let him go through with it because he's trans 
Mm. And so they don't think he can be a real Brujol. Boo. So he decides to go through with the ceremony himself with the help of his cousin. And, I mean, this happens in the first chapter. Magic isn't transphobic, which is great. (laughs) But but he's still trying to, you know, prove himself. He's like, I did this and my family's going to be really upset about this. Um, And then he summons a ghost, kind of on accident. Oops. Um, And, oh no, this ghost is hot. Uh-oh. So, so we've got some mysteries they're solving and, um, you know, family stuff. Well, and I listened to the audiobook, which was read by um, Avi Roke. I think I, I hope I said that right. And um, they actually, they voiced Rain in the Owl House. In oh, season wow. two of Owl House. So that was fun. And uh, the, the narration was really great. So they did a great job. Nice. And I'm, like, almost done with it. I'm, like, on the epilogue, so I'm just, like, I'm, I'm almost there. It was it was so good. It was so good. Highly recommend. Nice. Have you read anything? Yeah. My sister actually got me this uh, from on her honeymoon, one of the places she went. They went to Hawaii, and then they came back and were in um, Seattle for a time um, for a couple days. Oh. And, you know, Seattle has a high volume of uh, comic stores. And yes. So she picked up uh, the Tea Dragon Society, which I had heard of, um, by Kay O'Neill. I have that too. Yeah, and I've just read the first part. Um, so just it's about uh, a goblin, a part goblin uh, gal, and her uh, little tiny uh, fire familiar, whose <laughs> name's Brick, oh. and. Um, oh. One day she's out and about and she finds this tea dragon who's like been beat up and brings it back home to its owner. And the owner's like, you want to learn how to um, like care for tea dragons? And apparently tea dragons are super rare and people will steal them. And she's like, yeah, I'm not going to steal a tea dragon. Oh. And meets this other uh, <laughs> young girl who also has a tea dragon. And they just met in like the part I read. So I'm like, oh, what's going to happen? And... Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and her mom is a blacksmith, and so she's also learning that trade. But now she's gonna also learn how to care for tea dragons, because uh, the tea dragon, the dragons like grow tea on their horns. So. Oh, that's so cute. Yeah. Yeah, I haven't, I haven't read it, so I'm really looking forward to that too. Mm-hmm. It's very cute, and I'm enjoying it. Oh. So glad. Paul, are you are you ready for our for a long walk? Yes. Because <laughs> I'm Ember Heart. And I'm Tangle Tongue. And this is Warrior Cats. What is that? So last episode, Mudfur died. Oh, right, right. R.I.P. Mudfur. Sorry. We didn't really, I'm really sorry, Mudfur. You didn't really get a lot of, um, not much of a eulogy from us. Um, and before we could even get out the door, uh, that happened. Mudfur didn't say anything. So it was kind of like, okay, well, Uh, just another dead cat. (laughs) So mean. Um, and then before we could even like get on the road, get going, Sasha shows up and is like, hey, Kids, you want to go? You want to leave with me? This the Sims like it sucks, 
and uh, Mothwing's like, well, I just got like a job, mom, and I don't know if I can leave. Uh, no, <laughs> and didn't even like we saw a moment of softness towards uh, his sister from uh, Hawfrost, but then it was gone, gone, barely. It was like a, a sentence of of a uh, human in him, and then gone. And then we got finally got after that happened, Sasha left, and we got on the road, and we're finally going, and then we're immediately almost attacked by a dog. And it's like, oh, wow. <laughs> this is going to be a long, long journey, huh? Because we don't even know yeah. where we're going. We're just going back to the, um, going back to the badger to be like, hey, can you be more specific? Because a lot of cats died and none of them pointed. Yeah. No one's pointed yet. Maybe we'll find out. I'm we'll like, anytime out. we're approaching any rocks, I'm going to be nervous. And I'll also be looking for signs of weakness. <laughs> Who's going to be it? All right. So our journey has begun. We have left clan territories uh, and we avoided all the monsters and that dog. Thanks. Yeah. We're still in um, somewhat familiar territory for some of yes, the cats. Because we're heading to high, because we're heading to high stones. So, in theory, everybody has been on this journey because it's Except like for maybe like the little apprentices. Babies. Well, yeah, yeah. But like all the warriors, because technically apprentices are all supposed to make the journey to High Stones before, before they complete their training. All right. So the clans trek in silence across the meadow, and Squirrelpaw was grateful that Brambleclaw walked beside her, shielding her from the cold wind what he's best for. <laughs> she felt uneasy as any cat would leaving their territory, even though she was surrounded by more clan cats than she'd ever seen in her life. A two-legged nest looms ahead, and the hedge in front of them rustles, shaken by more than just the wind. Oh, please, let it be our friends. Where's, who's it gonna be? Graystripe? Ravenpaw and Barley step from the hedge. Oh! <laughs> Our favorite gay farm boys. I was like, I hope it's them, but it was them. Yeah, it's them. Hi, guys. <sighs> Firestar, is that you? Ravenpaw calls. Oh, they were just like out. Eyes. They don't even know what's happening. Yeah. <laughs> just out for their daily yeah. stroll. Yeah. You know, as you do. As you do when you're living a life of farm leisure can you guys take in like 50 to 100 <laughs> cats <laughs> can you imagine being that farmer and just being like oh, okay i cannot leave out enough food for this i gotta call someone <laughs> and the next day they're just gone well firestar greets his old friend and ravenpaw asks if graystripe is with him and firestar says he's been captured by two legs oh wow Jeez. okay um and, you know, about how they started trapping them, and now they've been forced to leave the forest. And his voice is raw with grief. Wow. Ravenpaw this is sense- a This is a big oof to- I, I was just, like, asking how you doing. I suppose I should have realized since yeah. it was, like, all of you. Um, wow. Well, yeah, Ravenpaw sent the air and asks if all the clans are here. They'll start, like, popping up out of the brush, and they're like, hello, bonjour, like, bonjour. Okay. Their homes would have been crushed if they had stayed, if they didn't starve first. 
Barley says they look half-starved already. Yeah, I was gonna be like, uh... Thanks, Barley. <laughs> yeah, I mean, honestly, like, uh, that would probably be the first thing I would notice, too. Like, ooh, yikes. Y'all don't look good. Ravenpaw asks where they're heading. Uh, Firestar says, high stones first, and then... He looks to Brambleclaw. Brambleclaw is silent. Brambleclaw. Awkward. Say something, God. I don't know. Brambleclaw's so nervous. Well, Ravenpaw asks if they'll stay with him and Barley. The hunting has been good. The rats are sheltering from the cold. Barley warns him that this many cats would never fit into the barn, and the two legs would have a fit when they came out to get hay for the cows. Like, hey... Hey, everywhere, hey, everywhere. Don't you, invite you walk. There's like fifth, like ten cats. But like, don't invite a hundred cats into our home without consulting your husband, hey, Ravenpaw. Barley, you hey, are. Maybe we should talk about this. But first. he's so generous. Like Barley, probably he would be like, "Hey," but he would, like he would. Well, Ravenpaw still wants to help, and Barley suggests the broken nest. The broken. Oh! Ravenpaw tells Firestar that he knows the place. He says Firestar sheltered there with Bluestar after the rat attack. Which is wrong, actually. That's wrong. They didn't shelter. This happened in book one, so I don't know. Bluestar loses a life to some rats after going to Highstones, after Firestar, Greystripe, and Ravenpaw make their uh, Highstone journey. And it was in a ditch by a dirt track. Bluestar died. Blue Star came back to life and was like, let's go. It, hey, that was a long time ago. Okay, we're going to blame, we're getting some details wrong because I don't even remember that. I do blame the authors. Let's just go back and read the passage I did. <laughs> um, but but this is where they stayed when they brought Wind Clan home, so Firestar would recognize it. So Ravenpaw's not wrong, Firestar knows it, but not from that instance. Anyways, <laughs> Firestar was hoping to make it to Highstones tonight. Blackstar says they can't turn down the offer of food. Yeah. If there's like. Firestar said he's right. Rats, you should definitely eat, guys. Thanks, Ravenpaw. Thanks, Ravenpaw. Ravenpaw will get the. Yeah. <laughs> Ravenpaw will get them settled, then he can show the warriors the best places to hunt. There should be plenty for every cat. And murmurs of excitement ripple through the cats. And Kit's mule in hunger now that they know there's a chance of being fed. Which Aww. is so sad. They've learned to be quiet. Oh. Firestar tells Ravenpaw that they need rest in a meal more than he could imagine. And Ravenpaw looks at his friend's mud-stained pelt. Oh, Firestar, he murmurs. I think I can imagine. Y'all look real, real rough. <laughs> He's like, I can't like say I like I, 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 I sympathize. I don't empathize. Cause wow, yikes. He's like, I am sleek and well fed. Y'all look uh, half rough. dead. I look really rough. Yeah, I am yeah, sleek and dead. well fed. You all are half dead. It's like wow, that's a terrible, terrible rhyme, but it's accurate. Are you just carrying Tallstar's corpse around? What is up? Like, no, no, he's still breathing. <laughs> he's like, I'm still here. The broken two-leg nest had no roof, but the rain had stopped, so the walls were enough to shelter the cats. 
Ashfoot whispers that she recognized this place. They had stayed here when Firestar brought them home. Oh, well, like, okay, they got it right, like, after the fact. Okay, maybe Raven... Yeah, yeah, maybe, Okay, maybe right. like, they were like, Raven, Ravenpaw doesn't know, but it's like, you're wrong, though. Ravenpaw was there. Why would the you correct text, it though? later in the... I don't understand. I mean, I guess they thought it happened both times, but it actually only happened the one time. Mm. So. Wrong. <laughs> Webfoot growled that he didn't think they'd ever see this place again. The kits and elders entered gratefully, glad for the chance to rest. Ravenpaw and Barley took the warriors to hunt. The apprentices, Squirrelpaw and Crowpaw among them, stayed to guard the others. Cinderpelt and Leafpaw checked to make sure cats haven't been injured. Squirrelpaw can finally rest after getting water for the elders and queens. Brambleclaw drops a plump rat at her paws. Nice. She asks if he wants to share, but he says it's all hers. Her belly aches when she finishes, unused to such a large meal. But this discomfort is far less frightening than hunger. Reseating syndrome. And for... Yeah. Careful. And for the first time since they returned from their journey, she felt warm and well-fed. Everybody's okay. Just, you know. Brambleclaw returns with a piece of fresh kill as large as the piece he'd given her. Firestars curled up with Sandstorm, their tails twined. And he asks Ravenpaw if he'll rest with them tonight. Ravenpaw says he'd like that. Each clan huddled in a different corner of the nest. <laughs> Ravenpaw says he's never imagined that he'd sleep among the clans again. Firestar says <laughs> the other clans are like, wishes. we didn't either. We didn't know you were alive. <laughs> Firestar says he just wishes it were under different circumstances. Ravenpaw asks how they'll find a new home. Squirrelpaw says StarClan will tell them. Won't they? Brambleclaw doesn't look up. And Leafpaw dips her head but says nothing. Brambleclaw, can you at least, like, lie... We need, we need a lie here. I don't know. I don't care how, right? how, like, confident you're feeling. I need you to, like, try. Yeah. Well, uncertainty pricks at Squirrelpaw's paws. When Squirrelpaw wakes, it's light. Firestar is standing on a fallen stone, cats drowsily waking around him. Firestar says they've slept too long. It's nearly sun high. They need to get to high stones. They have a long journey ahead of them. Uh, I think they all deserve to sleep in. Yeah, I like get the anxiety, man, but if you're well-fed and well-rested for a long journey is not a bad way to start. Exactly. Well, Mudclaw asks why they should leave someplace with such good hunting. Tall Poppy adds that her kits haven't been this well-fed in moons. And Tallstar agrees it's a prey-rich place. <laughs> and now we're gonna just fight over our corners. Well, Firestar argues that Ravenpaw only invited them to stay the night. Let's be gracious guests, y'all. I don't know what that means. Well, Blackstar asks, so? What could he do if they stayed longer? His clan needs food and shelter. We'll take it by force if they have to. Okay. Brambleclaw stands. This isn't the place for them. He doesn't know where they're going, but this isn't here. I said to, like, rest... lie. 
<laughs> he just that is not a lie. Like I mean, it, it was too yeah. true. He should have just <laughs> should have just said it's not here. It's not here, guys. Like they don't know any better. They don't know that you actually don't know where we're going. Well, the rest of the cats who had made the journey speak up in agreement. Like you know, why would Starclan have made us go all the way to the ocean? Just, just to, to move live here. up the hill. <laughs> yeah, just... Uh, no. And, like, I mean, hey, y'all, just because, like, there's enough prey for everyone now does not mean this is a sustainable place for 100 cats. Or even 20, you know? Yeah, I don't think they understand sustainability. No, probably not. Well, yeah, no, they don't. <laughs> I think they're right, Leopard Star says unexpectedly. Oh, Leopard Star with a good opinion? Yeah, who's this? <laughs> Who are you? <laughs> she says there are too many two legs around here, mm. which is fair. Lots of dogs, lots of monsters, lots of two legs. And like, that's their big issue. Yeah. Very well, Black Star mutters. And Ravenpaw offers to come with them to High Stones. I mean, Blackstar was, like, ready way. to live in two, like, place, so he's like, ugh, fine. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Blackstar was ready to go to the city. Ew. Ugh. So Ravenpaw's gonna come with them to Highstones, and on the way, Ravenpaw asks Firestar who the new deputy is. And it doesn't go over well, as you'd imagine. Ravenpaw says Graystripe is gone. The fire star rounds on him, oh eyes glittering with pain. Isn't it enough that they have to leave their homes? Don't ask him to give up on his friend as well. Thunderclan has a deputy, and there is no need for a new one. Of all the people, like, Ravenpaw should know that they're boyfriends forever, no matter what. Um, but also, like, solid call out there. Yeah, like... We all, we, we know Firestar, we know, we know, but, like... Maybe they're, like, holding back on the sign because you won't give up. Give up. <laughs> Ooh. I hope that's not it. It'd that's... be so stupid. That would be, that'd be really mean. Because, you know, everyone else is relying on this, too. But StarClan is known to be a little petty. Yeah, I was like, I mean, StarClan could be kind of mean. They can. I... Yeah, but, uh, yeah, and it'd be nice, it'd be nice if he named, like, a temporary deputy, like, I Leopard thought he Star had. Friend. Well, he, like, gave everybody different tasks. Right. So, kind of, he kind of split it, it's nice, but I think some other cats are like, oh, we want, like, a solid, like, second to One look answers. to. Yeah, and you should probably pick Brackenfur or Mud. Uh, mud. Uh, mouse fur. Just literally any cat. Yeah. You know, maybe someone who's, uh, not gonna be easy on you. Like your wife. Mouse fur. Dust pelt. It would be- I would love to see a- 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 a, a spousal, uh, like, situation. It would be awful, cause, uh, if one dies, like, the other one's gonna be, like, in a lot of mourning- but it would be so hilarious. 
Well, stay tuned. Oh, jeez. Because, mm, yikes. I can see it going super poorly and also super well. Yeah, I don't know. There's like a power imbalance there. Yeah. That. Not necessarily an imbalance, but just like a weird. It's just weird. It's yeah. a weird dynamic to bring into business and pleasure don't mix, folks. <laughs> I think it probably could be done successfully um, as long as both people are cool. Yeah, like I could see. I, Anyways, we'll talk about that in the future. I, I could see uh, <laughs> uh, Firestar and Sandstorm making it work because Sandstorm uh, just constantly challenges Firestar. <laughs> so. And Firestar is someone who's very much open to being challenged, yeah. I think. I think in any other situation, it'd be kind of like, I couldn't, like, I don't know enough of the other current leader's mates. Um, I, I mean, I could tell you how it would go with Tallstar. It wouldn't. He would just bend the whim of everything his husband wanted. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Doesn't even matter who, oh. like, if whoever you ship them with. It, it would just be like, oh, okay, honey. <laughs> oh, would you, would you, would you like a treat? Would you like a little uh, deputy treat? Um, of speaking course. Of, I'm, I'm hungry. Speaking of temporary deputies and stuff, so um, Leopard Star's Honor came out this past September, as you know, and it took place, um, you know, from Leopard Star's Kit Hood to her becoming leader, and I'm not quite done with it yet, but there is a comic in the back that I read. And it's from when Misty Star goes missing in this book. Remember when Misty right. Star- Misty Foot? Uh, Remember when Misty Foot went missing? Right. She was captured. Yeah. And um, Hawk Frost is named temporary deputy, and we have like Leopard Star like trying to comfort Misty Foot's son. Like, hey, like we're looking for her. I've done everything, and you know, she's she come. She's she's like I'm. I miss Misty Foot. I love Misty Foot. And she's like, I need to tell her how much I love her. And I'm just like, yeah? yeah <laughs> okay, alright, alright. Leopard Star, alright. She comes and she comes back and she's like, oh my gosh, Misty Foot, you're back. I'm I so honestly, I can and... see Leopard Star just being the most emotionally constipated lesbian ever. <laughs> oh yeah, definitely. But yeah, there's there's the line in here, like, how do I tell her? Like, I need to tell her that I need her and I love her. And it just gave me life. Thank you. Thanks for that. Aaron's whoever, whoever wrote that bit. So that was, that was a nice thing that happened, I guess, just a few days ago in this timeline. Beautiful. So that's great. But And now we have Mothwing as the medicine cat. So uh, River Clan just run by three lesbians right now. <laughs> you told me this would happen that's and great. I'm glad. I guess. So, uh, do you want to hit me with a cat fact before we uh, make it to High Stones? Of course. So, we're back to talking about cat breeds. Woo! Woo! Disclosure, um, I'm not an expert in cat breeds. I did my best to research these and note that the temperament and personality section is what is recognized is like for the breed in general and it's not applied to all cats or even your cat. So, you're like, my cat doesn't like that. I know. Go to cat school, Brenna. <laughs> Not gonna go to cat school. I don't even know what that would be. Um, uh, vet school with a specialty? Do they concentrate in vet school like we do <laughs> in heart school? I'm not gonna become a vet just to learn about cat breeds. 
I don't. Okay, moving Sometimes. on. Stop. <laughs> okay. So, because we are going to talk about Norwegian forest cats today. Yes. Yeah, I thought you'd be excited about this. So, talking about I the history love the of them. Forest cats. Uh, what did you say? I love a Norwegian forest cat. Yes. So there are numerous theories about how this breed uh, of cat came to Norway. Um, one is that they are a cross of British short hairs brought by the Vikings, since they were great ship cats and mousers. Um, and after 1000 AD, um, and long-haired cats brought in 1300 by the Crusaders, so like a mix of those two that adapted to the colder climates. Um, another theory is that their ancestors are long-haired cats from Turkey or Russia, like the Siberians, um, and they just, like, adapted and changed with the region. Yeah. Um, uh, getting their, like, other, like, long-haired cat breeds from those locations that just, I don't know, showed up here. Yes. Uh, it's more commonly believed that they were brought by the Vikings in some way or form, um, however they came to the location, they are a beloved part of Norwegian history and culture. Um, from Norse folklore, the Skog cat, which translates roughly to forest cat, is believed uh, oh. to be a reference to the Norwegian cat breed, um, Nor- Norwegian forest cat breed. Uh, uh, though these, the Skog cats, they are a type of fairy cat that lives in the mountains and can climb any surface they want. So, get on it. I love that. Get on it, Sky Clan. <laughs> you wish you could be a Skog oh. cat. Um, their mythical background is even acknowledged by uh, modern day breeders, uh, some modern day breeders, as the name Norsk Skog Cat is used to refer to the breed rather than Norwegian Forest Cat. Um, and like many European cat breeds, uh, they did face extinction after World War II. Um, but the Norwegian Forest Cat Club, which was founded for World War II in 1938, uh, came back after the war to preserve the cat breed and develop an official breeding program. So they were like, oh, before the World War II, they're like, we're gonna, you know, develop this program and sell you these cats. World War II put a pause on that, and then they came back and they're like, we really, really gotta do this, because they're almost extinct. Um, their hard work did not go unnoticed, as in the 1950s, Olaf V, or Olaf the fifth uh, was king of Norway from 1957 to 1991. Recognized the cat as the official cat of Norway. So he's Aww. like, yeah, these are these are our cats. Um, the breed our cats, and we're proud of them. Mm-hmm. The breed has been recognized throughout the world as an official breed and remains popular in Norway and Sweden to this day, as well as throughout the world, specifically in the U.S. and France. Um, so these kitties are big. They are big. Both uh, ladies and yes. gents can max out at from 18 to 20 pounds. Like, that's the upper echelon, but that's, like, how big they can get. Um, they have long, cobby, thick bodies with a bushy tail. Um, their coats, which do have shedding periods, and they do shed, um, have sleek, water-resistant uh, upper coat and a thick undercoat, um, which is obviously adapted to survive in the snow. Um and they come in all sorts of colors and patterns, and every color and pattern is recognized as standard, except for color point, which is like a Siamese coloration, um, which I believe is just not common for them, or just isn't seen. Uh, either way, it's yeah. not seen as standard. Uh, despite their big, big, hefty appearance, they do have some health concerns. Um, these big buff babies can live up to 14 to 16 years. Um and they need like 
grooming upkeep. Uh, that means regular brushing, not baths because they're waterproofed. So it just doesn't work. <laughs> um, like I imagine if a, cat, if a cat gets into something like, you know, paint or something like, you know, you have to give them a bath to get that dangerous stuff off of them. But, you know, they usually do not need bathing unless an emergency situation because they are just waterproof um, or highly water resistant. Um, but yeah, they need regular uh, grooming, especially during their shedding periods to prevent matting. Um, other health concerns are kidney and heart disease. Um, and all of these health concerns are th just things that are seen as more common in their breed. Um, mm -hmm. Nothing necessarily except for a couple things are because of how they're bred. Um, hip dysplasia and patella luxation, which is aka bones moving where they shouldn't, can occur. Um, there's also a rare metabolic disorder, uh, glycogen, 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 storage disease. Don't look at me. Type IV. Um, that some breeders uh, require uh, DNA tests before breeding to confirm that uh, it, if one of the parent carries that not both of them carries it. Um, it is rare, but I'm glad that it's recognized and monitored. Um, it was yeah. found at not first, but it was found in a group of inbred cats in Norway. So it's always responsible breeding can avoid this um, yeah. pretty rare condition. And it, and it seems to be a met metabolic disorder. I didn't look like super into it, but it's not good. <laughs> um, it's referred to as GSD type IV. If you wish to look more into it, I didn't. Um, Personality and temperament. Uh, Norwegian forest cats are shown to be great family cats. Uh, they can usually get along with both children and other animals, such as dogs. Uh, they're pretty mild-mannered and playful. Uh, they're moderately active, so they enjoy both lounging around and like chilling with their owners, as well as playing and running around uh, with other animals and or other cats. So they're a great family breed. Uh, if that is something you're looking for, as long as you're willing to, you know, care for uh, the fur. <laughs> like, the fur is one thing. It, they're not a good cat if you have allergy issues, because they just shed. <laughs> they, they shed pretty regularly, and then they have certain periods where they shed like crazy. So, but they're a very beautiful breed. Boy, are they big. Like, just looking at photos of them, like, it, it looks it looks like uh, Maureen holding her five-foot sim Simba. <laughs> No, I'm uh one of my one of my previous coworkers got a Norwegian forest cat named Cloud and I got to babysit mm. once. And he was so big and so fluffy and he was raised with Shelties, so we thought he was a little dog. <laughs> They're also pretty vocal oh, from so what I've heard. So if you if you want a big old I can't remember cat that likes to talk and can also pal around with kids or into other animals depending uh solid breed beautiful mm -hmm. beautiful breed love them love them love them i imagine i imagine thunder clan cats would be norwegian forest cats yeah it makes me think like wind clan was like based on and these main coon oh really well just like from maybe not all of wind clan cats but like they're really good client like just like the, the maybe some of that oh folklore. you mean sky clan yeah sky clan what did i say okay you said Wind Clan. Oh, sorry, Sky Clan. I imagine Wind Clan is Oriental, 
more oriental and yeah i mean i think any breed would be fine skinny in most of the clans, but you know all right ready to go to high stones let's go to high stones all right they reach high stones as the sun is setting we made and it all of them Three high stones yeah we did it wow good that was a great guys that was a great road trip let's be done now yeah wouldn't that be easy <laughs> yeah what chapter of the book are we on what chapter yeah i think 19 and this is the third book this is the third book yeah we're screwed <laughs> all right so all the cats lay down outside the mother mouth just exhausted and the leaders and medicine cats had gone to the moonstone as soon as they See, had arrived. See, that's why it was good that we, like, rested and ate, because I feel like a couple cats wouldn't have made that journey so well. Yeah, no, I think... Also, now I'm pretty sure Tallstar's about to just, like, eat it. Because <laughs> we're, on, we're on rocks, and who's, we most, are on some who's rocks. most likely to die? Tallstar, apparently, because that's all I can think of. <gasps> if Mudford had made it to this point, it would have been him, but... Yeah, we left so we left a few elders behind, so And I don't I know none of the elders that we like have that we know of, which are maybe a couple from maybe some from the other clans, but they didn't mention it. Yeah. Well Squirrelpaw tells Leafpaw that she wishes she had gone with them. Leafpaw would have told her what happened. But Leopardstar had said this was no time for apprentices, and Firestar had agreed. So wait, what do they mean? No go apprentices. With them? Well, all the medicine cats went in, but Leafpaw did. Ooh, gotcha. Said this is no time for <laughs> apprentices. Wow, what a what a rough two days for uh, Mothwing. Mothwing's like, yeah. <laughs> life comes at you fast. Oh God, this is a big responsibility. <laughs> She literally like just start like she just finished her training period and got called to like the 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 national conference. Yeah, yep. Youch girl. The leaders come out and Squirrelpaw wants to know what happened. I wish they had brought the apprentices because I feel like if any time like just just bring them whatever. Yeah, why not? But I think I think Leafpaw is the only apprentice right now. Now that Mothwing isn't. Mm. So basically, Leopard Star was like, I don't want Leafpaw to come. <laughs> and Firestar was like, fine. Honestly, that's fine. Just, she seems to have a strong connection with Star Just, Just whatever. We've got to choose our battles at this point. Yep. Um, well, Leafpaw reminds her that they can't tell them anything about the ceremony, which is kind of hogwash, I think. But go off. Can we at least get, like, a vibe? Like good bad do we know where we're going brambleclaw calls to squirrelpaw and whispers that they're meeting to decide what to do next oh great this is their last chance to make a plan great we're screwed they join the others up a steep slope away from the rest of the clans squirrelpaw's breath catches as she looks over the dark shadowy world on the other side of highstones Girl, you've already there. been there. Yeah, but now she, uh, on one side is a whole big dark world, and on the other side is like a hundred cats that they have to try to get somewhere. Yeah. So, 
Brambleclaw asks if they all agree they should go back to the sundrowned place to see Midnight. Tawnypelt can't think of anything else to do. <laughs> this is a solid plan. We just don't know what else to do. Squirrelpaw says she was so sure they were going to lead everyone to a safe new home. They were going to save them. Stormfur sighs. Why couldn't StarClan have chosen different cats to carry this message? Why couldn't StarClan given them a literal, actual message? Not just the nice. vague directions. I think we're mad about the wrong thing right now. Well, Squirrelpaw's heart aches for him. He'd lost so much. She presses her flank against his to Yeah, this is BS. Yeah. His sister died and they didn't even like, get like a solid answer. And then he comes home and his dad's been kidnapped. Kind of a crappy situation. Yeah. Hey, sorry, Stormfur. Sorry, Stormfur. And he comes back and his clan is pretty mean to him, too. Like, Hawkfrost is such a huge duel to him. Yeah. Like, I'm so sorry, Stormfur. Tawnybelt asks if they think their ancestors have abandoned them. Yes. Brambleclaw. <laughs> oh no, Brenna! I, I'm, I'm, just, I'm just calling it how I see it. Brambleclaw says they haven't seen the promised sign. Has anyone seen a dying warrior? Exactly. Uh, a lot, actually. I've seen quite a few. Stormfur says maybe it was Mudfur. <laughs> Squirrelpaw says he was a medicine cat. But would Midnight have known the difference? Mm -hmm. Well, Squirrelpaw says he died on RiverClan territory. If he was the sign, they've come the wrong way. Well, no, the, the sign wasn't go in the direction this person died in. The sign was they'll, they'll tell you. Well, they stare at each other, dread filling their hearts. Oh, God. They have to tell their leaders that they need to go back into the forest and face the monsters once more? No, I don't know why we're assuming that. I think, like, I think the answer is he wasn't the dying cat. Squirrelpaw lifts her face to the sky and closes her eyes. When she opens them, she sees a flash of movement. Uh-oh. I mean, she I mean... gasps. The others follow her gaze. Above them, a falling star <gasps> blazes a silver trail before disappearing in a flash of light. Wait a the second. The dying warrior. Squirrelpaw Are you breathes. kidding me? No! This was the sign they've been waiting for. A shooting star? One of Star Clan's warriors showing them the way. They're, like the, they're the already stars. dead. Well, what else is a falling star supposed to be? Wait, okay, so falling stars are meteors that are about to burn up. Like, they just are gone. Like, they're... Uh, okay, but they don't. They don't know that. Stick with me, okay? Stick with me. If okay, we're gonna okay, connect I'm this to actual you. real science, that means you can die in the afterlife. Here, that means a dead warrior sacrificed their own life for these idiots. Well, I think what Midnight was saying—that each star in the sky represents a warrior, so it's a falling warrior, a dying warrior, like a dying. Now star, I want to know which which dying warrior was like, "Hey guys, watch this, Kobunga," and like. <laughs> <laughs> Which Maybe is, it's just spot. It's just well, Spotted Leaf saying, "Come this way." No, it's Spotted Leaf going cannonball, like jumping into a giant heaven pool. A giant heaven pool. I like. I a can't giant believe pool. it's a shooting star. 
Yeah. Well, it's kind of better than Tallstar dying, right? Yeah, I guess. It's just, it seems a little less dramatic that I'm, it's a little, it's a little old school, like, for Star Clan. I mean, Star I guess. Clan. Like, it's, it's, like, it's before Star Clan was, like, thunder and, like, fire and brimstone. They used to be, like, really big on these visions and stuff. And now they're, like, back to these, back to these subtle signs. Look for how the leaves turn. Like, you can't, pick a, pick a method. I, okay, it's fine. I'm fine with it. I'm fine okay. with it. Yes, you're fine with it? Yeah, right. I guess. But, okay, which did we pay attention? The fiery trail hung in the sky faintly, stretching towards the horizon, past the jagged peaks of the mountain. Brambleclaw says they know which way to go. Over the mountains, Squirrelpaw says. So they gotta go over the mountains. They have to take all these cats over the mountains. Oh my god, we're gonna meet the mountain cats again? Of course! I hope they're cool this time and not like, well, I guess they're not looking for a chosen one anymore. So, so we got our sign. We got our sign. I guess I'm not mad about it. I just, I was really, I, so many cats died. I was really kind of, I guess I should have figured it out after like multiple cats died and that wasn't <laughs> it, that it wasn't like, I mean, and we are on rocks. So I don't know. It was some pretty big rocks and like all the other important rocks we have were pretty much destroyed except for the southern rocks but okay we're, we're going over the mountains this is not gonna be uh terrible at all it's gonna be awful actually <laughs> it's that was sarcasm it's gonna be this is gonna be so bad it's gonna be pretty bad at least there's not a mountain lion all right, it's it's a really good thing we got rid of that, I suppose. Though it would have been hilarious that we're, if we just left and then came back with a hundred more cats and we're like, we you thought we weren't the chosen ones, we are. Ah, uh, yeah, that yeah. I guess if they had left, if they had left, it would have worked out. I the think. Prophecy. Like yeah, because like if we had to go through the mountains, we don't know another way. Yeah, like, and, like, I bet, like, 50 cats could take down a mountain lion. I think we talked about this before. Like, I... Yeah. We definitely, like, I was like, I think if we had all the cats of the... I, I was just like, even just of the, the, the um tribe, I was like, if we just use the tribe cats, like, every single one of their, like, I don't remember what they call them. Exactly. Everyone jump on that lion. Yeah, all their adult, like, warrior cats, like, I think... Yeah. It's like the whole, like, <laughs> would you rather fight, like you know, 100 toddlers or, like, you know, one duck with a knife. A hundred, a hundred toddlers. I know that's not how that question goes, but, like. <laughs> yeah. Which one would you do? A hundred toddlers or a duck with a knife, Brenna? But the thing is, no matter what, like, a hundred of anything will overwhelm you. I could kick a toddler. A hundred of them? They're gonna get both your oh my legs. God, you're right. They're gonna get both their le your legs gripped on very both sides. Tired. They're gonna grab your arms. They're gonna climb up you. They're gonna take you down. It's it's logic. My glutes aren't very great. If I had to fight a giant, I'd just be like, all right, five hundred of us, let's rush them. And then, like, what are they gonna do? Step on you? They can only step That's on true. maybe twenty of you. Then the rest of you keep going. Like, the ducks are very scary. 
Oh, oh, I wasn't even factoring in the duck with the knife. Yeah, the duck with the knife, you just punt it like a a, a football. Um, I I would never harm an animal. I guess I'd never actually kick a child either, even though I've mentioned it twice in this very episode, but... This is all hypothetical. This is like in a life or death, like, gladiator situation, and we had no other choice. (laughs) I guess if they were zombie toddlers... A hundred toddlers, though, I just, I would give up. Like, I would, I would let them take me out. Cause, like, if- Kill me! Like, if there's a hundred toddlers coming at me, I, I know I'm about, I'm just about my life. It's over. Lights out. <laughs> Nap time for me and my life. Uh, well, I guess, it, it, but it's good. It's good that the mountain lion is gone. Cause then, I don't know, it could have snuck up on them at one point, you know. We could have gotten in one, like, unexpected mountain lion. It could have eaten a kid. If, so it, it probably, it probably good. wouldn't have been very, like, appetizing, though, to it'd be like, ugh. These ones are gross and scrawny. Like, we're all starving. <laughs> They're all bones. Crunchy. I, I know it probably still would come after them, but, you know. Yeah, definitely. The benefits of starving are not very appetizing. There's no benefits of starving. Dawn drags Leafpaw awake. The cold stone has stolen the warmth from her body. Did they tell? Her breath... We're we're gonna do a flashback to that. Okay, I was like, we just went to bed? Okay. I thought we were waiting for that. Yeah, I'm not sure why they made this choice narratively, but we're going with it. Like, we were really hyping up this situation, and we're just like, and sleep. Well, Ravenpaw is coming with a rabbit in his jaw. A parting gift, he says, laying it at Firestar's paws. Firestar says he wishes Graystripe, not Graystripe, Firestar says he wishes Ravenpaw would come with them. He also wishes Graystripe would come with them. Well, yeah. He's lost Graystripe, and he doesn't want to leave another friend behind. Ravenpaw says his home is here, but he'll never forget Firestar, he promises. He'll be hard to forget an idiot like you. Always. (laughs) Well, Leafpaw wonders with a pang if they will ever come back. I don't know. If they do, it probably won't be, like, in it for a good way, for a good reason. It'll probably be, like, another, like, world-ending event like this. Yeah. You must go back to where the clan started, and it's like 50 generations ahead. They're like, who? Fire who? What? No one writes anything down. I don't know what you're talking about. Firestar says they've been through so much together. So much has happened, like water flowing in a river. And Ravenpaw assures him that more water will flow before they join Star Clan. This isn't an end, it's a beginning. I don't know if you and I go to the same heaven. <laughs> Is it a conversation we should have? Yikes. But I guess they don't want to have that convo right now. Uh, I want to go to heaven with my husband, so I guess I don't get to go to your heaven. Oof. Visitation rights? I don't know. It's like dual citizenship? Sure. Yeah, let's say that. Spotted Leaf went to Sky Clan heaven. Sky Clan Yeah, but apparently Spotted is God, so Spotted Leaf can do whatever she oh, wants. That's true. That she's fair. literally broken literally so many what we thought were rules, but they weren't. Or I thought were rules. No rules, just right. No, no rules, just Spotted Leaf. <laughs> well, Firestar will need the courage of a lion to face his journey. 
The fire star says it's so hard when so much is lost. But Ravenpaw prom promises that if he sees Grace right, he'll point them in their direction. There's a lot of cats like, watching out for Grace Strife. Are we going to run into Princess next? <laughs> that'd be nice, but no. Princess is like the opposite direction. Mm. Goodbye, Firestar. And good luck. Goodbye, Ravenpaw. And he bounds down the slope. Leafpaw's heart aches for her father. He's leaving behind his two oldest and closest friends. Sandstorm presses her cheek against his. And Cinderpelt tells Leafpaw that they should make sure everyone is ready for the journey. Ready for a flashback to the night before. Yeah. Let's flash back. So the night before, Squirrelpaw had returned with the others, all their eyes shining. Brambleclaw had been breathless as he'd announced that they'd seen the dying warrior. Blackstar asked if that had been the sign they were waiting for at the Great Rock. And <laughs> Me and Blackstar are both underwhelmed. Well, Tawny Pelt stared. Something dawned on her. Of course, she said. This must have been the great rock that Midnight had meant. Duh. High stones, not okay. four trees. Okay, but like, honestly, how were we supposed to know? Well, yeah, Stormfur says Midnight had never been to the forest. So what she obviously saw seemed like a great rock, even though to them it meant something different. Well, Leopardstar asked what lies by beyond the mountains. And Brambleclaw said the stars seemed to fall farther along than where they had journeyed. Pelt said they should cross the mountains the same way they had originally, otherwise they risk getting lost, and the snows could come at any time. Squirrelpaw added that they could head in the direction of the star once they crossed them safely. Leafpaw had seen a haunted look in her sister's and Brambleclaw's eyes. <laughs> oh yeah, about those mountains. At least we got rid of the lion. Uh, but we got... Some other things up there. Like trauma. Leafpaw wondered why Star Clan had chosen a dying warrior to show them the way. Seemed like a dark omen to rest the hopes of the clan on. I don't know. You know? Well, Cinderpelt brings her back to the present. Leafpaw asks her mentor if the sign means Star Clan is coming with them. Cinderpelt gives her a long look. I think she they're already ahead of us. Well, when they went to the Moonstone yesterday, she could hardly hear StarClan. They talked to her, but she couldn't understand what they were saying. I can't believe they it was as if ran ahead of us. Yeah, that kind of, is kind of what it sounds like. And Cinderpelt says, It was as if their voices were drowned out by the roaring of a great wind. But they were there. Like, maybe there's a mountain range in between them. <laughs> That's so rude. They're like, okay, good luck, guys. Uh, if you die, you gotta walk a lot like i like i guess maybe they're like hey you guys are the worst supposed to like um we get going right when you got back out. like you, we really thought that whole mountain thing wouldn't take that long but like we also kind of planned it but also like not um we thought you guys would get like moving right away it's weird when like when our prophecies commingled with another group of cats prophecies to so think things got a little messed up but also we thought like you would figure it out we that also we had to give this through a badger there was also like so like like there weird. were a lot of shooting stars you guys just weren't looking up like 30 cats <laughs> had to keep jumping <laughs> oh or maybe they're like 
throwing hoops. I don't know. Yeah. All I can think is that they're jumping, like, doing a cannonball. That's all I can think. Whee! They left Spotted Leaf behind so she could wait at the Moonstone and then give a little hop. But she just kept doing it. She's like, oh, I have to climb up this climb up this heaven board again <laughs> do another somersault into the water of the heaven pool she's like I'm not a heaven leaf- diver the leaf pot wonders if they'll find them in their new home will they know where to look if, if, the, if but like, the, like you said they don't know what, what are we even doing but like they sent the sign so hopefully like, like they, they, they literally right? That's the such a weird question to, to ask. Like, I'm glad that she's questioning everything, but like, we have yeah, hinged, that's healthy. We have hinged everything on this, so like, that's something you keep internal, like your dad. Yeah, <laughs> keep it all in and then die. Cinderpelt says they don't have answers, but right now, their clanmates need their help. So we're gonna focus on the present. And I don't know, getting over the mountains, I guess. Yeah, I mean that's a that's a pretty big pretty big ask. It's pretty Yeah. Are you ready? Are you ready for a really long walk? Before we go on our really long walk, um, you guys can come rest with us on Twitter or Instagram. We're WCWITcast on both. Or you can shoot us an email at WCWITcast at gmail.com. And if you want to help out the podcast, best way to do that is to suggest it to a friend. Be like, hey, are you ready for a dying cat? But it's not a dying cat, but it is a dying cat. But, like, it's not what you thought it was. But also, like, so many cats died that you really thought it was going to be. And you're like, wow, how many more, like, actual live cats are going to die? And it ends up, it was a metaphor. It was a metaphor all along. Wow. <laughs> um, I, You know what? I really did enjoy your let's bring a rock to every dead guy. So, I thought I, it was I a solid plan. I, I like that. I really admire that. I am I also that surprised very, we uh... didn't, when, when the first, like, rock, like, lookout didn't work, I'm surprised we didn't, like, think, like, okay, what other important rocks are there to our culture? And we didn't go to the big other rocks that we have. Like, I know it's not called the Great Rock, but it is called High Stone. Like, and that's pretty great, so. Yeah, I guess we were really hoping that the, um... Sunning stones were of importance. I I think, and also like the moonstone, maybe that could have been a great rock. Yeah, I mean, they should have made their way up there. We sooner. should have we should have gone to a, a couple more uh, significant rocks. I think should have made a circuit. Maybe Shadow Clan and River Clan shouldn't have dragged their paws so much. Eh, eh. I guess eh, we wouldn't have had gosh. a a fake out of a dying cat. <laughs> I like how they did semi panic. They're like, oh crap, what if it was. What if it was like, mud, mud for? <laughs> I do like that they said that and, like, got paranoid that they're going to have to double back. Oh, my gosh. Oh, no. Anyway. But no, we're going to keep going forward. Mm. We're going to keep going forward. Because I'm Everheart. And I'm Tangle Tongue. And this has been Warrior Cats. What is that? Warrior Cats.